Hey there, Mama. Today I'm bringing you a conversation that I had with my friend Shauna from Simple On Purpose, and we're chatting all around finding more peace and finding purpose within the midst of motherhood. So this was just us chatting over a cup of tea, and I know you are going to soon count her as your friend too, and I know you're going to love this conversation. Shauna shares her story of going from living a life of complacency and feeling like she's on autopilot, just doing the mundane day-to-day things, uh, to being really intentional about her marriage and time with her children and what that looks like, but also really starting to be intentional about her life and take control of the life she's living. So if you have been feeling overwhelmed and feeling like you're living in survival mode, on autopilot, then this is the exact episode for you to listen to. So take a moment, uh, pour yourself a cup of tea and join us, run yourself a bath, whatever you want to, uh, and spend the next few minutes with us because we know that this is really going to help you. And also, if you find this episode helpful but want more tools and practical steps to beat the overwhelm, then come and meet me in the free as a mama course, which is still available for you at launch pricing. Seriously, it's never going to be as affordable as it is now. So make sure you head to wholesomemama.com slash courses to get all the details and come join us. But now let's get into today's conversation with Shauna. Hey mama, are you finding motherhood more stressful and overwhelming than joyful and fun? Are you spending your days in survival mode just counting down to bedtime? I was there once too. When I became a new mum, I felt lost, confused, and I didn't know my calling beyond motherhood, or even if I had one. John 10.10 says that we are called to a full, abundant life, and I know that that includes us mothers. I'm Elise Rooney, and I'm on a mission to empower women through strategies and mentoring to simplify their life and home, make over their mindset, find purpose, walk in faith, to be able to be present with their family. Join me for conversations about being a woman of faith, conscious parenting and marriage, living in your purpose, how you can easily implement simple systems to simplify your home, mind and life, keys to living an intentional life and so much more. Grab that cup of tea and get ready to thrive. This is The Wholesome Mama Show. Well, Shauna, thank you so much for coming on the Wholesome Mama Show. I'm so excited to be having this conversation with you today. Thanks, Elise. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. So we met through doing a podcast mastermind and quickly discovered that we both are very passionate about women and motherhood and how we can we can as mothers find more peace and purpose in life. So I'm so excited to um, talk to you today. But first of all, before we get into it, could you just share a little bit about yourself, who you are, who's in your family and what you do? Yeah, you bet. So I am a mom. Like you said, I'm a mom of three. My kids are nine, eight, and six, and we live in small town Canada. Um, When I had my second child, I left my career in public health. And then I just started kind of blogging on the side, like a lot of moms did at that time about 10 years ago. And then that blog grew into a place to talk about minimalism and intentional living. And then it grew into a podcast and life coaching 
all for moms and, you know, even not moms, there's people who follow who are grandmas and men and whatever, but it's for people who want to simplify and just show up well for their lives, like enjoy their actual life. I love it. So good. And it's so, so important. So when you let's backtrack a little bit, because I'd love you to share your story about when you first became a mum. Uh, what was life like for you? Well, we worked hard <laughs> to have our first baby. It didn't come easily. But when I had that first baby, it was the first baby I ever held, my my son, my firstborn. And even though I had waited so long and prayed for it and I really wanted it to happen, I felt this really big disconnect with him. I think a big part of it was having an emergency C-section to deliver him and kind of going through that recovery. It was a very long recovery for me. And I just felt like there must be something wrong with me if I don't connect with him. And it's this magical love that people tell me I should feel, but you know, we took our time. It took, it took time to get there. And as I started paying attention to what he was doing to respond to me. I feel like it, it opened up, like we really opened up to one another. And I, I think even still now we have this really special bond that we've developed over through that, despite that, but really as a first time mom, I was, I was super anxious. I stuck to the schedule. I wanted everything to go according to schedule because then that meant that I still had time to do what I wanted to do. And I think that's common. Like I felt like I came to motherhood later. I was 28 when I had my first. So I had all these years before where I was doing my own thing. And I just really thought I should still have that. I had this deep desire to still have time to myself. And my solution was to make everyone stick to a schedule, which made me super controlling and anxious. And I think that got even worse when my second child came 16 months later, she cried all the time. And I was just like a nervous wreck. My husband and I joke that our first taught us nothing about parenting because for most part, he was pretty easygoing. And I don't think my anxiety was a factor in that. I think that was naturally his way. <laughs> but when you have a happy baby, you think you're a great parent <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And then the second one comes along and you get very shocked at, oh, hang on. I don't have this all figured out. Right. You're like, I'm doing it wrong. Or my baby got switched at birth, something. <laughs> yeah. How can this one be so different to the first one? Yep. <laughs> yes. No, I, I can attest to that, but we love them. Um, so when one thing that you're really big on and for you I guess there was a moment in your motherhood where you realized that you were living on autopilot mm -hmm. so can you share with us what autopilot is and how you what was going on in your life when you realized hang on I'm living like this and this isn't good right yeah and there was a there was a moment I had just learned about um minimalism. And I realized I had permission to get rid of stuff. So I went into my basement. I probably started in the worst possible place because I started with a basement that was completely full of stuff. And I started decluttering my basement. And this was about, um, I don't know, seven, seven years ago. So the kids were pretty small and I would go down there in the evenings and my husband would kind of take care of the kids. And I would start going through all this stuff. And I just felt like I was brought face to face with complacency, like all of this stuff I bought because I thought I should have it, all of the stuff I've kept and I don't really like it. And 
my house was becoming like a house I never wanted. And to me, the word was complacency. Like I just let this all happen. And to me, autopilot really is that you're just letting things happen as at you. Like you're just letting the reactive way that you show up in the world, just stay that way. You're not doing anything to shift it. And that was like, I cried a lot during decluttering. Cause I was just like, how did I get here? I was so disappointed. And, and as I kind of kept going through that process, I got excited because I thought like, okay, well, if I am complacent and this is what's happened, what happens if I decide to take control and just, just that being brought face to face with the physical clutter, it made me realize all the clutter I had built up in like my life and my heart and how I was thinking. Yeah. Wow. That's so, so good. And I think a big thing that particularly as mothers, we do let life just happen at us Mm -hmm. and we are constantly living in this reactive state of just waiting for the next thing, just waiting for the next thing. And I guess almost building up this big list of okay well I've got to do that and then I've got to do that and then I've got to do that so but really what's lacking is us having control yeah yeah like we all want control but we're not really looking at the right places to take control yeah yeah so how was when you were living in this state of complacency how was that impacting not only yourself, because you kind of talked about that, but also how was that impacting how you were parenting your kids or even your marriage? Yeah. And as I learned about like the complacency that I show up with, and a lot of it was avoidant, like it was an avoidant technique, I think, to to not engage, not engage with anything that felt uncomfortable, not engage with any of the maybe conflict. And so I found myself when I watched myself, I was parenting from this place of anxiety of trying to manage the chaos and control everyone. Like if my kids wanted something, my instinct was to say no. And I just was in this constant state of stress of trying to make everything calm when it's not naturally and in parenting, right? It's not. So I was fighting against that that anxiety to control everything in situations that I'm not really in total control of. Like you can't really make kids calm and happy and well-behaved all the time. But just realizing that I'm parenting from a place of anxiety and making decisions from a place of discomfort, like I don't want to go into discomfort. That was really humbling for me to, to realize that. And definitely it seeped through marriage. So I was showing up this way in motherhood. It was impacting my marriage because I became like the fun police. I was like, oh, you want to go spend time to do this? Well, no, we don't have time to do that. We have to do all these other things. Like we have these kids and these needs. Like I just didn't, I just was a warden, like a warden over how everything was done. And so my marriage really struggled and we were both really angry. We were both really resentful and the resent started to run the show. So we took steps. We took steps towards marriage counseling. We, I, I thought, I don't want to just let it coast. I don't want to just let my relationship be built by default because my default right now is resentment. And that's going to get me uh, further away from the marriage I want. And just realizing like, I'm letting this just happen. I could change it. I want to do something about it. And seeing that 
I don't have to be overwhelmed by it all because I really felt crappy about myself. Like, why wasn't I happier? I'm a happy person naturally. And I have this life that I wanted. I worked hard to get it. So I'm so overwhelmed by all of the control I'm trying to take. Like something has to change. Yeah. And I think that's the whole thing with this. uh, And what you're saying is getting off this default mode that Mm -hmm. we're being reactive and we're stressed so it's just replaying through how every area of our life and it's just about getting off default and I know that one thing you uh, have spoken about in um, your podcasts and things like that is that where you are is a result of the choices that you have made Mm -hmm. so did that kind of come into play of when you started to make some changes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just understanding that this life didn't just happen at me. I'm not a victim of it. I was an active participant in it, even if I didn't see it, even if I didn't um, um, like stand up to that responsibility. So realizing that I can make different choices. I can make different choices and get a different outcome in my life. But in order to do that, I really have to address why I'm making these choices now. And that goes a lot back to the mindset of it. Like our mindsets are on autopilot. The way we think about people in our lives, the way we think about ourselves, like that's on autopilot. We don't really have the awareness maybe, and we don't really know that we're allowed to think differently about ourselves, think differently about our spouse, that we're allowed to think the best about situations that feel hard. We don't really see that we're allowed to do that. And so to get out of autopilot, a big part is paying attention to the mindsets that, that you perpetuate, that you are in a cycle in when you're in autopilot. Yeah. And it's confronting to know Mm -hmm. that you were an active participant in your life, life. We all are. Um, and to have that realization of, hang on, life just, life hasn't happened to me. I'm living it. And these are all where I am right now, where I'm finding myself in this moment in the basement crying because <laughs> yeah. stuff. this is a result of how many years of decisions that what I have done or haven't done or where I've gone or who I haven't been, all those things. Um, But it's also really humbling to know that when you flip it, to know that, well, hang on, if this is a result of decisions that I've made, then what if I start making better decisions and start doing just the next best thing for me and for my family now, and then I can change where I am. Yeah. I love that. The next best thing. It's so good. It's <laughs> something that you don't think about in the moment. You're just like, well, I'm, I'm on the struggle bus, so I'm just going to keep riding it. And like you said, you told me, like, I just thought I had to struggle in motherhood to do it right. Like we just keep doing this. We just keep assuming this is the way it's supposed to be, but it doesn't have to be that way. Yes. Yeah. So true. So I know you've touched on a few things like, um, complacency and being anxious and getting on the no train where the kids want something it's just no no yeah <laughs> even deal with it um but are there any other uh ways that we can recognize that we are living on autopilot yeah I think like for me 
what I was realizing as I saw this complacency in my home and in my life, as I watched myself, like I started to just observe, like, what am I doing? (laughs) I saw that I just felt overwhelmed all the time. And I think a lot of that came from trying to control everybody and everything and, and make it this peaceful experience that it just like forcing peace almost. So being overwhelmed and, you know, I think the resentment that kicked in eventually just led to feeling like, like withdrawn from life, that's definitely a sign you're on autopilot. And for moms, a lot of us feel like we lay down at the end of the night and we're like, what did I even do today? Like something's missing. What's there's something that's just not right. Like, I just felt like I put out fires all day long, but I didn't do anything that, that made me feel lit up or, um, you know, I just distracted myself, especially going towards things that, that distract you things that you maybe feel like self-care in the moment, but they're more like self-comfort where it it might feel good to like be on your phone. And sometimes just go on your phone, right? Like sometimes just do that. But when you notice yourself doing that all the time or as a reaction to how hard things are, then that's definitely also a sign you're on autopilot. Wow. Self-care versus self-comfort. I think that that is, that's a whole nother conversation that we could have right yeah that's so so true that how often at the end of the day do you go into bed and go I was a firefighter today all I did was put out Mm -hmm. fires I didn't do anything for myself I didn't do anything that I enjoy I didn't do anything that gets me closer to where I want to be um yeah what did I even do today so I think that that's Yeah. yeah that's a very big one to realize that you're living on that default mode Mm -hmm. yeah so what were some of the changes how practically so if a woman is listening to this going oh my gosh that's me I'm living on autopilot um what were some of the changes that you made be that mindset or practical uh and that other women can make to help get them out of this Um, autopilot mode and start to find purpose again because I guess that that's the underlying issue isn't it with autopilot you don't Mm. feel like you have a deep purpose yeah yeah right like you're just not taking you're not taking the pilot seat I guess right you're not taking control you just turned it on autopilot so the changes that I felt really helped us Well, first of all, decluttering, like putting yourself into action and addressing like the physical autopilot that you've built up around you. I thought like I needed that. I needed to take action to teach me, to teach me about that. The other thing that also helped us was marriage counseling. Like if if your marriage is struggling, get support. Like don't turn to your friends and just complain. And you guys all complain about your husbands. Don't do that. Like go seek someone who is neutral, not emotionally invested in your marriage and what you think about each other, but someone who can really guide you through that. I think that helped us so, so much. We've been to marriage counseling a handful of times in our marriage. And every time we're like, that was so worth the money because we got to a point where we couldn't figure it out anymore. And we just started making a mess of it. So I feel like that is so important in a marriage to get some kind of support. Um, And then back to just take being someone who starts taking action in their life, like start doing things that you can start to show up for yourself. So for us, the way that we really got started and, and I say this because we had already started marriage counseling, things were being decluttered. So we were kind of at the point where we were starting to make a fresh start almost like as a family unit, me and my husband, 
because when I ask him now why he did this, what I'm going to tell you, he's like, I just felt like we had done everything else. And this was like, we just got to do this thing together because I don't really know like what else, what else our marriage could need right now. And, and it was so simple, <laughs> really. It wasn't this big thing. What we did is we sat down on new year's and I got out a piece of paper. I made it some nice drinks. And I said, what do you want to do with our kids this year? What do you want to teach them? And we had never had this conversation ever, which is amazing because we were two kids in by then, right? Like, how do you never talk about those things? But we didn't. And it wasn't this like big, heavy thing. I was just like, you just shoot some stuff at me. I'm going to write it down. I didn't make it this big, heavy thing, but we started to write down what we wanted to do with our kids and how we wanted to raise them, which really shone a light on our values, right? Like what values we had for our family. And then by the end of the conversation, we kind of threw around, like, what goals do you have for you? Like, yeah, is there anything you want to do this year? And so just getting that list, I mean, it was all there in the back of our brains in our hearts somewhere, but we never said it out loud. We never committed it to it. We never wrote it down. So just writing that down was such a powerful exercise because it just became the thing, the, the list is like, that's what I'm going to be working on. So I would look at this list and I got super nerdy about it. I would make lists of things on the list. And here's one thing we want to teach our kids. How can we do that? Here's a list of ideas. And I really got into bullet journaling. There's a lot of lists involved, but really what was helping me was making that list my mission and starting to plan things and add them into my day that were in line with that list. I felt like that really helped me take control of my life. Yes. Having a vision uh, and knowing your values. And I love that you took the time to do that together, because I think that, as you said, we can have it in the back of our heads, but I only have my list in the back of my head. My husband has his in the back of his head. Mm -hmm. Unless we take that time, which is an intentional time, which for some people, they go, I don't have the time. But really, I think you need to prioritize and make the time for this and to talk about what what your vision is for your family and what, yeah, what do you want to do with your kids? How do you want to raise them? What are our values Mm-hmm. individually but as a family um yeah what what are our goals what do we want to do this year I think that that is super important so I'm so glad that you brought that up because yeah I think that being on the same team is so so important right yeah and I'm so glad you said that because we had not been on the same team for the past year before that we had just really been like every man for himself we're scorekeeping who does what with their time who's doing which task and to just come back together and be like we actually do want really similar things and maybe there's things you want more than me and I want more than you but I want to help you get that like let's we're a team we're on the same side it was it was a real big turning point in our marriage And I don't think you need to have this conversation as a marriage. So I know there's women out there who are like, my husband would never have that conversation. And I don't think you have to force it or feel like it's not available to you. I think you can sit down and think about what you want. Like, how do you, what do you want to do with your kids? Like, what's important to you and how you mother? What's important to you this year and what you do with your life? I think that's a conversation that everyone should have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At the bare minimum at least sit down with yourself and take some time to really Mm -hmm. give yourself permission even because I think a lot of the time when you are on this autopilot mode you 
aren't giving yourself permission to think about what you want. Yeah, totally. Giving yourself the space to look at what it is that you want and what it is that you see for your life and then look at that and go, okay, how do I how do I make that happen? What are the steps that I can put in place? And I love that you get so nerdy with like all the bullet points and lists and everything. I love a good um, brainstorm map, like yeah, <laughs> spider web maps. I'm all about those. Oh yeah, um, cathartic. So, yeah, <laughs> yes. So doing this and being on the same page even if it's just with yourself and having a vision and knowing what you want definitely helps you to find more purpose in your life as well so and then just going on from that what are some ways that we can really cultivate peace in our home and in our life as well Yeah, I think peace is something we all say we want, right? Especially as moms, we just want our house to feel peaceful. We just want our family to feel peaceful. So when I think of like life and home, I think of just like my life and my motherhood, just being around the people in my house and, you know, it's COVID. So we're all in our house and we probably are really craving that peace. And to me, a big, like great first step to lay the groundwork is to planned things like having a plan brings me peace I thought it wouldn't when I thought about planning in the past but really just knowing what's happening so I can prepare for it so I don't feel like what do we even eat for dinner tonight like it's gonna be ketchup chips guys sorry like (laughs) cereal you figure it out but just to know what's happening and just making space for free time like I think a peaceful home to me has a lot of like slowness to it and doing things that you love to do, doing things that make you feel peaceful. So in our house, there's like music on and there's snacks and there's just like free time. And then in the terms of like being a mother who is peaceful, what I felt has been really helpful for me and it sounds counterintuitive, but is to really tolerate when it's not peaceful. Like for me, my peace is lost in the fight for peace. So if I'm like, my kids are doing something they're not supposed to when I yell at them, if I'm getting overwhelmed by them fighting with each other, if I'm freaking out at them when they don't sit through the meal, because apparently that's not a skill you develop till you're like, what, 26? I don't know. But just taking a step back from trying to control everyone and everything, because that's when I lose my peace, when I'm trying so hard to control them, because that's also when I fall into this story. My kids are so hard and I'm a bad mom and this is all too much. And I know from the past, that's hard to come back from because I'll start living on autopilot there. (laughs) So I want to feel peaceful and I'm not going to get there trying to control everyone in order to get that. So to me, like just coming back into myself and being like, I'm, I can still be peaceful when my kids are maniacs fighting over Lego and someone's crying because I said no to candy. Like I can still be peaceful. Like we'll figure it out. And just taking the pressure off and letting myself experience the lack of peace that just naturally comes in, in life and parenting. Yeah, that's so true. And I can totally attest to losing my peace in the fight for peace. So sometimes it is better just to go, okay, you sort sort it out, whatever. Is is it going to matter tomorrow? No. So I won't won't lose my peace over it today. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, this has been so good. Is there any 
final pieces of encouragement for women um, that you have to share with us today? Well, I think just like what you said, and I just think this is such a powerful message just to know like what you want, like it doesn't have to be hard or complicated. It could be something really simple. I loved that mindset when I was home with all three kids because they were born really close together. Um, do something your future self will thank you for. And I would walk past that. I had it written on my chalkboard in the hall and I'd walk past that and be like, I'm going to do one thing. Maybe it's like drink a glass of water or, um, you know, go have a, a shower right now or go to bed earlier, like just doing one thing that my future self will thank me for. It just brought me into the mindset of like, I'm showing up for my future as much as I'm showing up for me today, because that's what I wanted to take control of the outcome I was creating in my life. So just don't make it complicated, but just do something simple today. Wow. That's amazing. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Could you, before we go, uh, just tell people where they can find you if they want to hear more about all the goodness you have to bring? Right. Um, so I'm at simpleonpurpose.ca. That's my website. And from there, you can find the podcast, Simple On Purpose, and Instagram is simpleonpurpose.ca as well. Easy. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Shauna, for coming on. I know that this conversation is going to bless and encourage so many women. So it's such a privilege to have you on here chatting with us. Oh, well, thank you. I feel honored because I think this is just such a great message that you have for women. And I'm so happy to be a part of it. I think that anytime one mom can, can, can encourage another mom that, that there's power in that and there's love in that. So thank you for creating this as well. Mama, if you loved that conversation today, but you want more, more practical steps to see real changes in your motherhood, maybe something from today you want to implement, but you're just not sure how, then come and join me and other women just like you in the free as a mama course. This course walks you through clearing your mind and moving beyond the overwhelm, moving past that hot mama mindset, because we cannot move forward if we don't know where we want to go. We talk about understanding what you value and creating a vision for your life. We also delve into clearing the clutter of the home so you can enjoy your space again and it can be a haven for you. Plus, there's a sneaky bonus on loving yourself where we go into how you can really start to thrive. So if you have been living in survival mode and drowning in dishes, drowning in laundry, up to your knees in kids, then this is exactly what you need to break free. Head to wholesomemama.com slash courses for all the details and to join us. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Wholesome Mama Show. I pray that you're blessed by this conversation. And if you did get something out of today's episode, I would love for you to take a moment, leave a review, subscribe, and even share this episode on your socials. And please don't forget to tag me at Wholesome Mama. And also, did you know that we have a community that is fully based around conversations happening in this podcast? Search on Facebook, The Wholesome Mama Community, and I will see you in there. Let's share the love and light and help more women to thrive.